Hi, and welcome back to Grief Talk, the podcast where we talk about grief. I'm Sarah, your co-host, and I'm joined here with my sister, Susanna. Suze, how you doing? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. I'm always excited to record, and I always feel like I leave joyfully exhausted. Yes. I feel like that's a good way to a good way to put it. And I um I just have to say before we jump into part two of our questions um episode, I just wanted to uh say thank you to everyone um since we've launched this podcast. It really yeah, it's a passion project, but it's also a huge leap of faith in a way where we are choosing to be vulnerable and to share ourselves um, and to share a part of ourselves that, you know, is, um, can, can be very private for the most part. And a lot of people choose not to talk about. And so um, I will just say that I was overwhelmed in the best way possible uh, with just the responses that we got when we launched um, our podcast, you know, several weeks ago. And um, you know, it, it is a labor of love in a way where we are putting ourselves out there, but to know that it is being well received um, by people is just, it just makes it that much more worthwhile, I feel like for us, because um, I would have done it regardless, but um, to know that this is benefiting people and can potentially benefit um, or, you know, help soothe uh, certain people is just really meaningful to me. And so, um, you know, again, I'm just so grateful and thankful for, um, how we have been, you know, received, how this Mm -hmm. podcast has been received, because again, it's, it is a topic that is not really, um, not really talked about a whole lot, especially on a platform like this, um, let alone in just everyday conversations. And so if we can play a part in helping to open up those doors and navigate those conversations, um, you know, with other people, then, you know, we, we're happy to, to help facilitate that and, and to, to start that. Um, and one other thing that, you know, Sarah and I definitely want to say to our listeners is, you know, you are more than welcome to share this podcast, whether it's a certain episode or the, the whole podcast in general. Um, if there is someone that, you know, that is grieving or they know someone who is grieving um, or going through a loss, you know, please feel free to share this because um, I think that unfortunately we, a lot of us have experienced loss in some way, shape or form. And, you know, what we've talked about in past episodes is it's really easy to feel lonely. And so we just want you to know that you're not alone. We're here. Um, We would love to connect Um, with people. We already have people we know, people we don't know, um, which has been really cool. And so, you know, we, we're always here. We check our Instagram often. We check our, you know, inbox from our website where you can write into us. We check that often. And so, um, please do not hesitate if you ever want to reach out. Um, we're, we're here for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, whoever you are, wherever you are, you're the reason that we're doing this. Yeah. And we, we're, we're here with you. We're standing with you. So yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Suze. Of course. Alrighty. Well, we are going to jump into our kind of part two of talking about questions um, for grieving people. And this specific episode, 
is really addressing the questions that people ask. And um, we're actually going to go through the exact same list of questions that we talked about in part one. So if you haven't listened to part one, we would really like to encourage you to go ahead and give that a listen. Um, but, you know, we're going to give you some other helpful responses, um, some alternative questions and some alternative responses if you're a support person. Um, I also want to say when we say support person, we mean you're – Um, you know someone who has recently lost a loved one, Um, whether it's a friend or an extended family member, a coworker, um, an acquaintance, an acquaintance, you know, anybody, um, you know, you are who we're talking to here. Um, And again, we don't want to just talk about all these horrible questions that we were asked and then not set a precedent uh, for a different way of, of speaking to people who are grieving. So, Mm -hmm. um, so because there are people too, and they're, they're navigating a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, before we get started, we just want to say a couple of caveats here. Um, you know, you don't deserve any answers. And, and, uh, and this is as the person, you know, we are speaking to the support person yeah, right now. Yeah. And in the last episode, we told grieving people, you don't owe anybody an explanation. And so for the for the support people, for the people asking the questions, just know you don't have to have any question answered ever. Um, so we want to encourage you, go ahead and let go of any expectation that you have that you need information because you just, you don't. And we really want to encourage you to be okay with not knowing the answers. And I even know that for me, this has been kind of a challenge. Like I have caught myself when I hear that somebody's passed away being like, oh, I wonder what happened. Um, We don't want anybody to feel guilty about that because I think that's a very natural curiosity. Um, But, you know, do a little bit of digging there. Do, you know, (laughs) it sounds very woo-woo, but do some soul searching and and find a way where you can really settle and be okay with not knowing that information. And you can always ask the question just in your head. Yeah. Like you can always just like, it's okay to wonder, like, I wonder what happened. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to ask it. And, you know, a- another thing just kind of on top of that, Sarah, is, you know, before you as the support person, before you ask anything out loud, this is, you know, kind of like the soul searching, you know, try asking yourself, why do I need to know this? Yeah. Uh, could it help or hurt the person for me to ask this specific question? Um, or could I find out this information in a way other than asking the person directly? Uh, you know, you can do a lot of Google searches, Google, or, you know, how about an obituary? If, you know, you're really curious about, you know, maybe the date or sometimes obituaries will have the cause of death. Um, not often, but sometimes they do. And, you know, it kind of goes back to what I said in the last episode like doesn't matter mm-hmm. does it really matter when you think about it but Sarah you are right there are a lot of natural curiosities um and it is very easy to ask these questions before you really kind of think about it but you know you can practice and you can have these as the support person these um kind of soul searching questions tucked in the back of your mind for when you know these kinds of topics of conversation do come up yeah, absolutely. And I think along with that, you know, if if you ask yourself these questions, like, why do I need to know this? Is it helpful for me to ask this person? You know, it, if you figure out, yeah, I really do need to know this information for whatever reason, 
I want to encourage you, see if there's somebody else close to that grieving person that you could ask. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to encourage you to really try not to ask the details of the grieving person, just for the reasons that we talked about in the previous episode, that it can, it can bring back some really painful memories. Um, so just try and see if maybe there's another way that you can find out that information. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Well, we're going to go ahead and jump in here. Um, let's start with the first question. Um, how are you? One that we you have mean, been asked. How are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With, with, your head tilt- with your head tilted a little and your eyes squinted. How are how you? How are you? Yeah. Um, another, an alternate, an alternative um kind of statement to how are you you know let's say you see somebody in the grocery store you see someone at a office holiday party or something uh, and you know that they recently you know had to walk through the death of a loved one one person said to me once and I love this and I use it now it is so good to see you and I loved that because you know what I I didn't have to say anything you know they weren't expecting me they weren't expecting information from me they just looked at me and they said it is so good to see you and what a what a great and honestly beautiful way to take that pressure off of the grieving person because I'm willing to bet based on my own personal experience I'm willing to bet that the person who you know the grieving person at the grocery store or at the holiday party or at church it very well could have taken a lot out of them mentally, emotionally, physically to get themselves up and out of the house to go run that errand or go to church or go to work or whatever. And so it's very easy to kind of be on the defense anyway, and then to also be exhausted. And so to not have to answer questions and just to know that someone said, it's so good to see you. Like that is so beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. I really, really love that one. Yeah. Um, Okay, you want to go with the next one? Yeah, so the next question um, was, how can I help or what do you need? So for this, um, instead of asking kind of those more vague or, um, you know, overarching questions, you could be a little more specific if you do feel the need to ask something in this kind of uh, line of questioning. So you could say something like, do you have a meal train set up? Uh, Can I mow your yard? Can I send you a housekeeper? I mean, these are very practical things or ways that you can help. Um, and so, you know, we just wanted to offer that instead of, you know, throwing this big, vague question because a lot of the time the grieving person, depending on where they are in their grief, they might not have any idea what they need. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I like those. I really like the practical needs. It acknowledges that there's a lot to keep up with mm-hmm. and they might kind of be at their max capacity right now. Mm-hmm. I like those. Okay, well, the next one we have here uh, is what happened. And we don't have an alternative question because there is no alternative question and you don't need to know that. <laughs> so uh, like we said earlier, if if there's just some reason that you really feel like you need to know try and find a different way of of finding out that information. But, you know, a good thing to say to a grieving person instead of what happened is just to say, I'm so sorry. And just leave it at that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all I got for that one. And short and sweet. I'm so sorry. And honestly, that's all you need to say. Yeah. Um, So the next question is, how did you find out? Um, and this again goes along with the whole what happened question. Check yourself, man. Like yeah. you like, come on. 
Um, so instead of asking that question, you know, another uh, statement that you can say is, this is really unfair. Mm. Because to the grieving person, if regardless of the situation, regardless of the person or, you know, the, the way that the person passed away, it does feel inc- like the most unjust, unfair thing. Mm. Um, it and feels it's, cruel. It feels cruel. And it's, it's nice when someone acknowledges that. Yeah. Well, and kind of like what we talked about earlier, you know, people are just tend to feel really uncomfortable with that, that sadness. And so just to acknowledge it by saying that this is unfair, it, it, it kind of get, you're getting on the level with somebody and just saying like, this is hard and I don't care to fix it because there's nothing I can do to fix it. This mm-hmm. is just unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, and really similarly with the other questions we talked about, like what were your last memories with them? Uh, were you close? Do you have other siblings or children or another living parent? We want to encourage you, stay away from all of those questions. Mm-hmm. Just stay away from them and, and instead say either, I'm so sorry, or this is really unfair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, And then that kind of, you know, gives the control back to the grieving person in a way to where they don't feel like they have to answer any questions. And, you know, they the grieving person very well could, you know, want to change the topic of conversation and say, you know, hey, how was I saw on Instagram, you know, you went on a trip. Tell me about it. How was it? Or, you know, how's how's your kid or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and that just really allows the grieving person to kind of direct the conversation. Um, and you know what? If if the grieving person wants to really open up and they feel safe and they feel like they can do that or they need to do that, then they will do that. Um, but this just kind of uh, removes any kind of pressure or expectation of the grieving person to supply you with information that you truly don't need. Um, and that's not going to be beneficial for anyone. So um, again, we just want to say the support person is incredibly important and we need you as grievers. Um, and, you know, we are so appreciative of you. Um, but I just hope that these specific questions um, that Sarah and I have been asked, you know, these we're, we're giving you real live examples of things that have been said. These are tactical ways to respond or, you know, statements you can say instead of naturally curious questions that, you know, seem to be asked more often than not. Yeah. And before we move into a couple other um, just kind of generally unhelpful statements, I want to say I would really encourage you to, in your conversations and even in your questions, keep it about that person. Um, And and as we just talked about, oh, how many times people have said, how are you? How are you? I do specifically remember the first time somebody asked me how I was and not how was your mom? Because I, and I don't know about your experience, Susanna, but for me, people were asking me, how are your parents? They weren't asking me about me. Hmm. Um, they, they were asking about, how's Dawson? You know, our, our younger brother who lost his best friend yeah. and his only brother. Yeah. Um, and I remember feeling so stunned when somebody asked me how I was. And I, I even remember... Um, I got my wisdom teeth out in January of 2017. Leon passed away October of 2016, so just a few months later. And I had a friend, um, actually a few friends, come over who know our family. 
and brought me a milkshake. You know, I, I just got my wisdom teeth out and my face was still swollen. And um, they asked, so how is your mom doing? What does your mom need? And I, and I thought, do you not see me right now? Are you in, yeah, Are you invisible? Do you not see my face is swollen? Like, you don't want to ask anything about me, about my wisdom teeth, about how my heart is, if I'm healing. Even in this moment of I'm clearly in some sort of need, you're still asking me about my mom? Like, it was just kind of shocking to me. So I just want to encourage people, the support people, you know, try and keep it about the person that you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Totally. And that's not to say that, you know, one person's grief is more important or less important than another. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would agree with you, Sarah, and that it is really important to, you know, keep the focus on the grieving person, um, rather than maybe the other people in their lives around them. Um, initially, you yeah. know, maybe maybe after you get through those questions of, you know, how can I help you or, you know, you know, the questions we went through, then, you know, is there something specific I can do for your parents or I'd like to do this for your parents? Would that be OK with you? Do you think that would be OK? Yeah. Um, yeah. So just just being cognizant of that, I think, is really important, too. Yeah, I totally agree. I like yeah. that a lot. So Sarah and I have, um, instead of uh, unhelpful questions we've been asked, we we do have just a few um, unhelpful statements that have been said. Um, and, you know, a- again, we, we want to say that we want to give grace to the uh, the support people around us, um, especially the people that have never walked through a tragic loss. Um, and I, I hope that the this episode doesn't come across as too like negative or you know bashing in any way, shape or form. Again, we are just giving you real live examples of things that have been said to us or questions that have been asked of us that were unhelpful. And we've had people ask, you know, hey, I've got, such and such they're walking through a loss what can I do and it's like well here are some things that you probably shouldn't do and mm-hmm. well and we'll some ways to, to respond to that some some helpful things to do as well yeah yeah, yeah. so um sorry I'm starting to like no you're talk fine. off on these like little tangents I'm starting to get long-winded this is dangerous no no this is dangerous territory for yeah. all of us I'll say it once I said it again this is our show that's true Okay, so uh, Sarah, if it's okay with you, I'm going to start with this first statement. Yeah. I can't imagine. Uh, uh. Hey, buddy, guess what? You can. Yes, and it's can. uncomfortable. And it, what you can imagine is uncomfortable. Well, it, 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 it pales in comparison to the person that is, um, that is grieving and that has walked through that loss so try to stay away from saying that and again that is such a natural thing for us to say and I know I've said it in the past yeah I, I'm I've done it me too um, where it's like, oh my god I cannot imagine but guess what I don't say it anymore yeah well because at the root of it it's a lie you can imagine and it kind of goes back to what I was saying a few minutes ago about how I think we as people we want, we're trying to find those similarities because, you know, 
if you have a sibling, yes, you can absolutely imagine losing that sibling. That's why it's so painful to think about. So, and you're just thinking about it. Yeah. Imagine living it. You know, it is. I mean, I have even said to people when they've asked me, how are you doing? Or how, how are your parents doing? I've said, you know, they're doing just about however you think they were doing. That's how they're doing. Like you can imagine how difficult it is to lose a child. That's how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Another one, um, some, some things to kind of stay away from would be really <laughs> anything that's about you, because this is not the time, especially in early grief. It's not the time to talk about yourself or tell your stories as a support person, as a support person. Uh, and I'm talking specifically about, you know, I have had people, um, say to me, well, I lost my so-and-so, or I remember when this happened to me and I know that in their, I know what they're trying to do is be encouraging and supportive and it just doesn't always come out that way. Um, so it's okay to save that and to maybe write it in a card and mail it to them um, because then they have the option of reading it or opening it and they don't have any obligation to respond. That's the greatest thing about writing somebody a card is that it's not a text where you're, it kind of feels like you're expecting a response. It's not a face-to-face conversation. Um, there's just no obligation to respond. So I would really encourage you that if you do have something that you feel like would be helpful, and I don't want to discount that, that you may very well have experience um, or experiences that could be helpful for this person. You know, I really want to encourage you, write it up to them, send it in an email or send it in a card to them. Yeah, I think that's really great. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to skip the next one and let you do that one, but sure. I'm, but first I'm, I'm going to move to the last, yeah, um, unhelpful totally statement. Cause this is something that I have personal experience with and in the one that you'll go over to Sarah, but, yeah. um, the statement about finding your new normal, um, I don't like that, um, because there's no such thing and no such thing. I, I personally find it offensive because you're telling me that I have to basically create this new normal without my person and that just that that just can't happen you know like I'm always going to have Leland with me he's physically not here but like I didn't ask for any of this you know and now you're telling me I need to find a new normal I just I just don't care for it. And um, I would highly suggest staying away from that phrase. Anything about finding a new normal or creating a new normal. Yeah. It's it's just unhelpful. It is. And it's a little hurtful too. Yeah. Okay. The, the last unhelpful um, term or statement that we have here is the term move on. Like, you know, you're moving on or as you move on from this. Uh, because there is no moving on. There is only moving forward. I feel like the term moving on implies that one day this is going to be over. Like your grief is going to be over or you're not going to miss your person anymore. Or you're going to forget about them. Right. And none of those things are true. There is no moving on. There's only moving forward. Like moving forward in time to the next events. It's not that you're moving on and having some sort of closure uh, from that person's death. Yeah. 
Um, so with that, we want to equip you with some helpful statements because again, we do not want to leave you with just all these things. Here's what not to do. And then people are like, okay, well then what do we do? Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to talk about a couple of, of really helpful things here. Um, and I want to, I want to talk about the most precious and helpful thing anyone ever said to me. Uh, throughout losing Leland was a professor that I had at the time of his death. Um, I I mentioned in my story in one of our first episodes that I was a college student um, during midterms when Leland passed away. And um, a professor that I had for only a few weeks um, who really didn't know me wrote me a card and gave it to me when I met with her after coming back to school. And, you know, I received several other cards dozens of text messages, phone calls, and this was by far the sweetest um, thing that anyone ever said. So um, in this card, it, it said this, and I wrote it down. I hope your heart heals, leaving you with warm memories of your brother Leland. I love that it has his name. I love that it has his name. Absolutely. And this woman doesn't know, she didn't know me, and you know what that shows me? She did the work she took the time. She took the time to find out my brother's name, and she wrote his name in that card, and that meant so much to me. Um, and here's what I love about this statement: "I hope your heart heals," acknowledges that my heart is broken. Mm-hmm. And healing doesn't mean that you're necessarily moving on. Absolutely, it implies that there is there will be a time when I don't feel so broken, but for right now, I am broken. Mm-hmm. And leaving me with warm memories of my brother, I think that really showed that she understands that right now, the memories that I have, and this was true for me, I don't know about you, for you, Susanna, but for me, in those first few weeks and months, I wasn't remembering all of the funny things. Those weren't the, you know, all the fun memories and the crazy things we used to do together. You know, those weren't the first thing to come to my mind. The first things to come to my mind was, you know, his funeral and you close your eyes and you're back, you know, yeah. In the car driving home from Orlando. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, that implied to me, okay, one day, the first thing that comes to my mind is his laugh. And that, and that has been true for me now, you know, years removed, but so it gave me this sense of hope while acknowledging that right now I don't have that hope. Mm -hmm. And I want to (laughs) say, I kind of feel like I'm exposing myself a little bit. You know, I've used this because it is the most helpful thing that I can possibly think of. Mm -hmm. I've sent this in texts and I've written it in cards to people who have lost someone because it is the best thing that I can think of. I hope your heart heals, leaving you with warm memories of your dad so-and-so or of your sister so-and-so. Um, I just, I I can't say enough about how sweet and meaningful that card was to me. Yeah. And I I think that's really great. And I didn't even have this professor. Um, I don't even know what this professor's name is, Sarah, but I've even used this before because even though we have walked through grief, that doesn't mean that I still know what to say, you know, when someone around me is walking through a loss or really, really you know, horrible situation. And so this has been such a great, you know, uh, uh, thing to send in a text message or to write in a card. Um, so I have also used it too. I love it. And now it's like, and now you can use it. Yeah. And now everybody knows (laughs) if they get a card from us exactly where that came from. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But 
if it ain't broke, yeah, don't it, fix it. It's, it's a great thing to say. Exactly. So one thing for me uh, personally, this is Susanna. Um, one thing that I love that a few people have told me is um, they've said, I feel like I know your brother. I feel like I know Leland. And also, I love hearing you talk about Leland. That for me, not that I need approval or a green light from anyone, but it just, it fills my heart because at the end of the day, my heart and soul is is my family. And you loving to hear about Leland to me says you love hearing about my heart and you love hearing about who I am as a person. And that just means so much. And the people that, you know, have said these things to me didn't necessarily know Leland, but because of the memories that I share or, you know, if he is on my mind and I, you know, just talk about him and I feel that that safe, you know, kind of space to share about him. Um, it, it just, it's a really beautiful, um, I think way to respond by just saying like, I love hearing you talk about him and I feel like I know him. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Like my sister-in-law has done that. One of my dearest friends has done that. And they didn't necessarily know Leland, but they get to know parts of him through knowing me. And I just, that just fills my heart so much, you know? Yeah. You know, one more thing that, um, somebody has actually several people have asked me recently um like in the past few months is I love it when people ask me what what was Leland like Uh, Mm. people who didn't know him um my counselor asked me that actually yeah yeah what do you say I say um you know some people will talk about somebody as a life of the party but Leland was the party like yeah. if you can think of a person who is a party, that's Leland. Mm-hmm. And he was loud and he never met a stranger and he was just so fun. Oh yeah. Uh, even if you were going to the grocery store or like, I don't know, running to the post office or like doing something super mundane, you were bound to have a good time. Absolutely. Like you're going to have the best time at the post office Absolutely. with Leland. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> so I really love that. I love it when yeah. people ask me about him or when they ask me to share a memory. Um, it's really meaningful to me. And it also acknowledges that, you know, I, I miss him and that I, I love him and he, that he's different from me. You know, that he right. is a person um, and did live a life and had a personality. Like, it acknowledges all those things. Um, and I, I just, I don't know. I love to hear people ask me, what was he like? Mm-hmm. Um, that always is, is just really meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Well, we hope that this gives you some um, some perspective And, you know, maybe this is the first time you're hearing this. Maybe you have asked these unhelpful questions or used these unhelpful terms and we want to tell you. It's okay. We have done it too. We we have done it too in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And we don't want to sit here and make anybody feel bad or make you feel like you got to go back to somebody and apologize. We just want to offer you a new way moving forward to speak to and encourage grieving people. And how about this? Knowledge is power. Ooh, love that. Love that for you. (laughs) Knowledge is power. Uh, So if, um, you know, again, if you feel like somebody else would benefit from hearing this, we would love for you to um, 
you know, share this episode with somebody uh, or let us know maybe what you think. We would love to hear from you. You know, is there something, did you have a card from a professor yeah. or, or something else, some statement that was really helpful for you? We would love to hear about that Yeah, uh, and maybe even share it with others. So um, as we always say, feel free to reach out to us on our website, grieftalkpodcast.com um, or on our Instagram at grieftalkpodcast. Um, do you have any closing thoughts, Suze? No, I just, I, I'm really glad that, well, I guess, yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it short. I won't be super long-winded, but I'm really glad that we did this two-part series because I feel like this is, I, I think that this could be really helpful for not just, you know, the person who is grieving, but also the support person. And um, I think that there are really great intentions um, from the support person and hopefully this will help to um, equip you know for future situations because there will be future situations and um, I personally think these are great reminders for even me walking alongside grieving friends of you know what what is helpful versus harmful or hurtful and so um, you know this is helpful for me too uh, to sit here and to talk about this and um Lastly, we're just super thankful for, you know, our listeners and our, you know, our goal with this podcast is just to love on you guys and create this conversation. Absolutely. What about you, Sarah? Yeah, same thing. We're glad you're here and we're sorry you're here. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we just, we hope to kind of cultivate a, a community that just grieves a different way. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Well, until next time, friends. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.